with the 75th season finally kicking off, the podcast that is currently pushing local politicians to have heat culture mandated and taught at their local public schools in their curriculum, we are back to break down the opening weeks. Let's get into it. Tonight is maybe the episode of the year that we look forward to doing the most because we get to do what all major sports media members do every day and massively overreact. It's a little to nothing to go off of. Harrison Barnes hits a a buzzer beater during the opening week, and I may have to go ahead and just get my local loan shark over the next morning for my next month's paychecks on the Kings to win it all. Tonight, we're diving into the biggest surprise of the early season. It's some of the most shocking disappointments that have been keeping us up late at night, worrying about all this NBA drama going on. I can make an early prediction that our beloved drama in this league we love so much is going to be over our favorite teams with the emotions kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum for that right now. Let's go ahead and get a Franz Wagner-esque heat check from everyone. How are we doing tonight coming into <laughs> this episode? How are we feeling, guys? Oh, I'm just so happy to be talking basketball again. I loved the Franz Wagner reference. I loved the heat culture drop in the beginning. I would love to have been taught that in high school, so... What group of uh no go younger? What group of first graders want to do better with some heat culture? Just oh my god, run, run, them, run them up and down the court. It's not, it's not them, be it's way just business, energy. it's not it's just real the heat, heat cultures. Ugh, it's disgusting. I, I'm kind of buying into it. We're gonna get into it later, but like I feel like I hated hearing the term heat culture, but for a long time, because like, you know what? How can you like say this? They just bring in big free agents, of course, talent is going to go ahead and create a culture, but I don't know, they're kind of uh. making. They're kind of getting it from the ground up. Like a bunch of people who I thought might have been washed are really getting – they're getting some good minutes out of Markeith Morris. Uh, Pat it. Riley got to you, didn't he? He got to <laughs> yeah. Steve early, a couple of years ago, <laughs> and he finally seeped in the job. got to believe. I, mean, I got the bug. Dude, all right. I mean, why don't we just start? We're already here and doing it. Yeah. Let's start with one of the biggest surprises this year. Um, obviously I was kind of high on the heat going in Riley, not so much. I think John, you were with me kind of in believing in them, but I was middling. I was a big, if. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, all three of us couldn't have expected them to be this good and a championship contender right away. Right. Yeah, no way. I, uh, I'll definitely, definitely eat crow on that one already. I, I really thought that a lot of these guys were just a little bit washed and it wasn't going to work, but no, they look really, really good. I think just constructed a great team. I didn't realize how soon of an impact. Kyle Lowry would have but just for someone like Tyler Hero who was really struggling last year I think he almost had to do too much for what his current skill set has he's pulling the ball up up the court a lot more often and having to create his own shot but when you have a veteran point guard like that who just kind of like is so comfortable and confident what he's doing all the time the way he's been able to set up Hero so far it's amazing yeah I mean I don't think anybody could have expected them to gel this quickly I mean I, like, I believe in heat culture, like I said, but I still thought it would be time before they kind of work together and gel together so perfectly. But it's happened right away. And it, like you brought up, John, it's almost the m- most profound effect on Tyler Hero. He looks amazing. Yeah. He said before the season, like, I should be in the conversation with Luca and Trey Young. And everyone laughed at him. But he's literally putting up similar numbers this year so far. Yeah, um, the numbers are the same. If, like, the pedigree of that statement holds true, we'll see. But, like, I don't, know, I don't know what it is, but like everyone just kind of fits into this team really well. More, almost like, again, I, I, I need to not get scared of holding back because this is the overreaction pod, but like I think everyone just knows their role in this team better than any of like the major heavy hitters. So cool to see like Duncan just posting up in the corner for threes. Bam is just dominating that paint. Like I, I just kind of love this way this, this team clicks. And what's scary to me is that they're fast. They're moving the ball up and down the court in transition at a scary speed. Yeah, no, it's – um. What is fascinating to me about every time I watch them, to your point, John, they're just really, really deep. 
they it seems like they have like three or four guys who can initiate the offense whenever they need to. So they're never really worried about like in the way that like Dallas, for example, if Luca's on the bench, they're pretty much just like fish flapping on a boat. Like they have no clue what they're doing, but um, they can give like uh, Lowry some time to rest and Tyler Hero can come and play 30 minutes a game and uh, just facilitate an offense. And it looks really good doing it. Really good. And I feel like the kind of superstar, too, that Jimmy Butler is, like, fits with this team because I feel like he's not always going to be, like, putting up crazy points every night, but I feel like he kind of is, like, a Swiss Army knife. He can really defend the best in the league, like, almost like the one through four from any team, but also really, like, dish it out. Like, he just gets to the line almost more than anybody I see. I feel like he's always taking a ton of free throws per game. So this is just kind of the perfect team for him as a superstar. And I feel like everyone else around him knows that it's his team and they love it and they're comfortable with it. Yeah, totally. I mean, we saw him already carry a team to the Eastern Conference Finals, so we know they have that type of capability. So it should be fun to see play out. Um, yeah, no, I, and I mean, they're going to get Victor Oladipo. Yeah, true. For who? No, I, I'll be honest though. I, I really thought after how they looked in the playoffs last year, they looked really lifeless. I yeah. seemed like I just thought everything was catching up with Butler. Uh, I thought the team just wasn't that deep. Obviously, Hero wasn't hitting any shots. I thought they were just kind of a fraud from the bubble. But, no, I mean, I take it all back. They look really, really solid. Um, I would not be shocked if they're in the Eastern Conference Finals or maybe even the NBA Finals. It would not surprise me in this letter. Yeah. Yeah, I think the way this this year is shaking out, I feel like they're just, oddly enough, one of the more stable teams. And I feel like if they just kind of stay healthy – that's going to be really big. But I feel like I, I'm not that worried about injuries with them because, like you, like you were just bringing up, Riley, they go pretty deep. So I feel like Kyle can shine and, like, be the anchor at the guard position, but they can also sub him out so he doesn't have to go crazy with um putting up minutes this, this soon. Uh, I, I love it. I was really kicking them in the in the teeth and, like, getting down on them at the end of uh, last season when they got beat out by the Bucks. And I was like, how, co- how come they didn't go all in? Why didn't they, like, trade in some of their, like, early – stars so they can go ahead and get someone like James Harden because I think they like did turn down Houston like one for one hero for Harden I was like why would they not do that but honestly I think that's the best thing to do I don't think this team with James Harden really works yeah I mean I don't know I I think I still would rather have James Harden and I did want to say before I get like too nice on the Miami Heat (laughs) I do I do I do want to say one thing um please that we always we always complain about uh, one of our favorite punchy bags on the hoop fiends is Lou Williams in the right. fact that he always gets um he always gets the sixth man of the year award and he plays like half the game. And yeah. that's that's turning into what's happening with Tyler Hero is like he's 100%. Right a lock to be sixth man of the year on the pace he's going. He like looks incredible. I mean, obviously it's way too early to say stuff like this, but I mean, if he keeps playing like he is, like he's under his at the six mid, but he's playing over 30 minutes a game yeah, just because he he's be a starter. starting nod. He's essentially starting, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not very different, but. Well, well, they're playing my – they have to p- give minutes to my favorite guy, P.J. Tucker, of course. Of course. He just looks happy to be there. And, again, too, we were like, why <laughs> he would He doesn't they? look happy in years about anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not smiling, but his body language looks like he's thriving there. And he, he won a championship kind of... and just didn't even smile. <laughs> yeah. No, he was just like, "We're dogs." I mean, look <laughs> at these guys. We're, I, I love that man. <laughs> it's perfect. 
Yeah. Udonis Haslam will come out and play. I mean, I, I hope him and PJ Tucker just have a beautiful red wine and, you know, filet mignon steak dinner each night just talking about, like, little bones they have to pick with different people in the league over the years. I I, I, I used to hate the Heat. I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm kind of salivating over this team. It's, it's scary. You know who I love this team is Dwayne Deadman. That guy's got championship caliber. He was, he was on the most recent Spurs championship team. I, I love this team. That's a random player to like, but I love it. <laughs> I love Dwayne. And you know what's funny is a like, very classic big men. We're we've been talking about how great they are offensively, but defensively they're great too. And oh my god, you want to? Know, this is how you, this is how great you know they are defensively. Jimmy Butler is one of their worst rated players by defensive rating, and which is incredible because like as far as, yeah. far as I know him, like him he's being one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Absolutely, so it's, it's crazy, absolutely crazy stuff. I'm a uh, I'm. I'm blown away by this team, though. They're a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm all in on the Miami as usual. All right, um, let's let's move on to some uh, other surprises uh, and uh, satisfactory teams that we want to talk about. Um, let's just rip the bandaid off right now. Let's just get into it. Uh, let's talk about the New York Knicks. This yes, team. Bing uh, bong. <laughs> yeah, we had to come and hop the bing bongs. I mean, before we started recording, I was a little had had things deflated a little bit after a couple of rough losses, but. I don't know to get out of the gate that hot. I'm still really into this team and like, just I don't. Know, they're just playing with like, I don't know, a lot of competence. Like, you said, you said this to me, Steve. And I agree. I feel like I was so down the Fournier trade because I was like, I don't know, the way anything that happens in the off season with free agents, you're like, oh, this is supposed to be completely like life changing for this team. This should be something massive because you're hoping you get other guys. But he just fits for this team. I feel like everyone is playing the role really well, and uh, most of all, RJ Barrett looks like he's about to have a breakout year. Yeah, I mean, the we brought him up on, like, uh, most improved uh, contenders. I mean, RJ looks like he's taking that leap that we need him to be, and he's, like, competing with Julius for being our best player right now. And if he's that good, it brings our whole team to a whole other level. And, yeah, like you said, they lost today. Kind of a, a dreary note to be coming out of this podcast with an 0-2 uh, in our last two. But, I mean, everyone just it looks like they're bought in. They're buying into tips. They're buying into the scheme. They're doing what – their role is and Fournier and Kemba have stepped in seamlessly and it's just so fun to watch them go out there and play every day giving a shit like the only team in New York to give a shit because watching the Yankees for I mean 160 games probably running out there every day no one cares it's just nice to have a team who just wants it's a good feeling they, I feel like they care about regular season basketball I'm okay if they've been dropping games because of some defensive sluggishness because I know that's what they're like they're probably running laps right now in Indiana to get their defensive prowess back. That is a given, but it's the fact that they've, for the most part, been the best three-point shooting team in the league. That's a huge shock to me. So the fact that that's something that they're usually lacking is what they're succeeding, and they'll they'll put the pieces back together. And yeah. I think they're going to hold on to this. Like I think they're going to finish. I don't think they'll be a. They're not. I'm not even worrying about being a play-in team. No, they're, yeah, they're going to be in the top six. I think we'll be firmly up there. And uh, to speak to your point about the three-point shooting, I just think it's understated. Like just how much of an impact Alfred Payton was having on this team. Because him being out there, the defense just wouldn't guard him, and he couldn't shoot. Yeah. So Kemba he was open for a reason. Kemba replacing him just spaces the floor out so much more, and Fournier is just as good off the dribble um, as he is a shooter, so they can't just like stand right next to them like they were doing to Reggie Bullock. So it's just so much better. The floor spacing is better. Julius is a better playmaker. It's just fantastic, and I love the New York Knicks and Bing Bong. No, I mean they're they're great, and I know you guys talked about him briefly, but 
my my number one takeaway and the thing that I've been most impressed is RJ. RJ Barrett, get to your point. He, I think when the season's all said and done, he he's going to be considered the best player on the team. He like can't miss a shot. He's I feel like he's hitting so every bucket. every yeah, time I look at I'm like watching a game with them. I look up. I feel like he's made a, a shot. Um, he reminds me a lot of Jalen Brown, like his first couple yeah. of years in that. That's so we make the comparison all the time. They're so similar. I love Which is it. good. Wanna, yeah, they're great because you want to know why, dude. RJ just comes out and he really freaking cares. Yeah. Which I mean is different now because the Celtics have their own couple problems with people not caring or at, at all. But um, RJ definitely seems like he wants to get better and he wants to improve, and he's not just phoning it in as I was a like a number one recruit going to Duke, a top three NBA pick. Like I'll just figure it out. Like maybe maybe his teammate who's down in New Orleans right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> he cares. He goes in every single day. He's not in the Duke couch. No, he's awesome. Yeah, man. Go, go RJ. And like, uh, but to your point, it's like he came into the season saying, "Okay, like my offense developed last year. The thing I want to do this year is be one of the best defensive players on the court. Become that lockdown guy. I worked on it all summer, and I mean, you saw it in that Bulls game, man. When we blew. Oh, yeah. He was on DeRozan like fucking glue, and he stopped them from winning that game. And oh my god, that was awesome! To well, see. DeRozan gave him an opportunity to make such a rookie mistake. So he gave him a really good pump fake that, like, yep. typical yep. players would just go right into. But he was patient. He waited for the real shots to come through. Like Fantastic. he's just looking really confident out there. And to, I don't know to see this kind of development is great. I actually think it's. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing if he becomes the number one option on this team at all. Because I, I have first brief second, like, oh, is that going to throw things off with like coming in after the year, the hot year that Randall had? But I feel like Randall's like going to be okay with it. Like even on off nights when he's not putting up a lot of numbers on his for his own stats, like he can really dish it out. So I just think like the team, like it's actually there for him, for the taking. Like if he wants the keys to the franchise, I feel like the like the staff, the front office, and the rest of the players are like go for it, man. Yeah, and I'm here for it. It's a yeah. good thing. There's no conflict. It's ready to go. And I think uh, I think we kind of have to talk about too. Well, we're all three of us are here. That opening night game when when I knew it was real, when I knew this t- Knicks team was real and was oh, going to be a contender, was incredible. Because oh my god, I know it hurt Riley, but that game was absolutely electric. I oh, know, phenomenal game. Teams going at it like that, and it almost was like an indicator. Just like it sparked like both teams into two separate directions. The Knicks won carried that momentum into just uh just like good good uh good play and winning whereas boston just ugh. <laughs> no they still haven't recovered <laughs> yeah seriously it's a it, yeah losing an overtime like that will like it'll stay with you for weeks no it's it's crazy um no that was a definitely a fun game and that shows that like that they didn't want to die they didn't want to just roll over like so many teams eventually you feel like they get to a point where they're happy they made it to double overtime. They're like, all right, like we, we gave, really gave it our shot. Um, let's just let's just tr- uh, end it. But no, they they were gonna win this, that game no matter what, and it, it was crazy. Even right at the end in double overtime, when everybody is gassed and no one can hit a bucket to save their lives, they were they were still oh, yeah. going all out. It was a it was a ton of fun. I, I want this rivalry back. I can't think of a stretch of time in NBA history when the Knicks and like the Celtics have really had a rivalry, and besides them, like very briefly meeting the playoffs, and like the uh, you know the Jr. Smith Mellow like twenty twelve fun like fun teams, but I don't bring it on. I'm ready for it. 
I see the only thing that is going to make that a problem is that the Knicks actually care and want to win basketball games and it really will give a lot of emotion. Whereas the Celtics will just dap up whoever just absolutely diced their ass for 40 minutes. Yeah, so a let's, game. let's make the, let's make the transition. I actually, I've only caught, obviously I watched all of that Celtics and Knicks game. Then I caught a little bit of them uh, with the wizards. And I was like, what, what is going on? Why are the wizards like giving it to the, the Celtics right now? I just felt like that. Uh, that's a that was a team that looked like they were clicking more and like got along better than the Celtics, which is weird because these, these wizards have only been together making magic for a couple of weeks now where I feel there should be more continuity on the Celtics, like just falls in your court. What's going on? Why doesn't this team look like they even know each other right now? All right. Well, I think it really comes down to a lack of effort and mental toughness. They don't really have it a lot right now. Um, I said that was a problem going into the season and I like still stand by it. This team is just mentally weak. Like it, it really seems like they, they don't care. They don't have a lot of intensity to them, which is like the toughest part that yeah. and what's, what's really disappointing is when they finally started to get good again, like starting in the Brad Stevens era, that's that kind of started from there. Like Brad Stevens Got a bunch of no-name guys. That was very, identity, yeah. very similar to how what the Knicks are doing. They just got a bunch of no-name guys with some younger pieces. Um, fed the offense through Isaiah Thomas, a journeyman. And it all worked. Everybody clicked and locked down defensively and really cared to be there and wasn't going to take shit from anybody. And they played to their best. And they were taking Cleveland Cavaliers when at their peak with LeBron and Kyrie to like six games a series. And it was awesome. And now I think a lot of it has gotten to the heads of some of these guys like Marcus Smart and Brown and Tatum, who have been there for a lot of years, that they just figure, well, like we've made the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years and we know how to turn it on when we need to. And um, I mean, I haven't seen it at all. The offense looks incredibly stagnant. Uh, it's mostly just my turn, your turn ball between Jalen and Jason. I mean, and granted, it's working. Like the two of them are like averaging what was like, I just looked it up 54 points a game, just the yeah. two of them combined. Like, Insane. but like, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't seem like anybody really cares to fight for anything. Uh, Jason Tatum, a lot has been a huge problem where he, will just whine and complain about calls a lot. And like, he gets a super superstar treatment. Like he's Kevin Durant and I haven't really seen what he's done to earn that. Um, there's been problems uh, so far, a lot of them losing games late because Jalen Brown gets kind of iced out in the fourth quarter. And it's been Tatum kind of having to play hero ball and taking it over, even though he doesn't really, he doesn't really deserve it at that point. No. Um, my, my real problem. And again, like it, I'm sure I'm not the only person to say this. People talk about this a lot. A lot, a lot of stupid people say this, um, but it's the, the team doesn't have an identity to know who is going to be the guy. And I, it's not that I don't think these two guys can't play together. Cause I actually do think the two of them can succeed because we've seen it so many times. Yeah. Um, what I think is a problem is that right now, this is the take. Right now, Jalen Brown is the better player than Jason Tatum. Like I like I'm, it. I, he's the better player right now. Better all I think around player, definitely. J- I think Jason, play, yeah. He definitely yeah. is this year. Jason Tatum probably, when it's all said and done, will be the better player. But right now, Jalen Brown is the best guy, and I really think that Jalen Brown does care, but has like this idea that. 
Jason Tatum, like him, it being like his team, like he's got to kind of like take a back seat to Tatum a little bit. And Tatum doesn't want to like step up and become like the face of the team to like rally everybody and be a captain and step up to be the leader. And that's where the problem comes in. And that's where you get Marcus Smart having to like call out Jalen Brown, Jason yeah. Tatum. Meanwhile, it's like, what have you done for this team? Yeah, why don't we actually let's let's highlight that a little bit more. So like paraphrase what Smart said. So I, I caught it, but like let's just go ahead and break it down really quickly again. Cause I think it definitely does highlight the biggest glaring issue within this team. Well, he basically just said that like neither Jalen or Jason want to pass the ball, which again is very true. Like I think the two of them average between the two of them like two or three assists a game. Like it's really not a lot. Like they don't pass the ball. Um but at the same time, nobody can hit a shot. <laughs> like this is the thing is who are they gonna pass to? The Celtics don't have a point guard. They don't have a point guard. They Marcus Smart is playing the point guard, and he's never once shown that he's a point guard. I don't create. like that he's a point guard at all. I think he. I don't know. I think he's more of a microwave guy who can like get high, like really be a lockdown defender if he's like in that kind of shape. I don't know if he's been. I feel like I haven't heard him in like the defensive player of the year category in a couple of years now. He used to always get that kind of attention. It's been a little bit, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the fit for him at a point guard. Where, where's uh? Where's your guy Schroeder been? I mean, he's been cut off the bench. He, he he's actually hasn't like played too bad when he does. He should start get real minutes. <laughs> yeah, th- th- just the thing is, like, I feel like Dennis Schroeder is a bit redundant on this team because the last thing they need is a guy who's just gonna like hold on to the ball the whole game. Which is funny because I he actually does lead the team in assists. Well, what ha- What happened to Fast PP? I feel like we haven't seen much of him. Dude, fuck if I know. <laughs> he doesn't play. He, I think he plays like 13 minutes a game. I feel like, like he's a good fit for what they kind of need. Just like doesn't need the ball, plays defense, like tries hard. Exactly. Him. Dude, I don't I don't know what happened to him. I really I don't. Was, I They'd rather play Josh same. Richardson for some odd reason. Don't ask Yeah, dude. He hasn't been an exciting asset in a long time. I, I remember he had a lot of juice going over to Dallas last year. And again, too, that was just – always known as being Luca and a bunch of nobodies. And, like, he definitely didn't impact that team. So, I don't know why they thought he would in Boston. What's his thing? I feel like can, he used to – wasn't he, like, a knockdown shooter in Miami? Yeah, I mean, I think Josh Richardson literally – the only reason anybody cares about him is there was, like, one game where he just, like, got really hot in Miami and beat the Warriors, like, when they were with, like, Durant in, like, 2017, yeah. when they were good. Well, so, uh, you guys – if you want more proof, it's just proof he culture's a thing. Just saying. Yeah, I guess that's true. Sometimes guys only work in a certain system, and like yeah. I don't, I, I feel like yeah, the, the big key word for Celtics is an identity crisis. I don't think the the new coach is a problem for them. Yeah, I just think he's being thrown into like I'm trying to have a good analogy. He's just like looking at like a 1999 Honda Civic, and they're like, you know what, this needs to go from like <laughs> like New York to LA. Figure it out. Like, that's a lot. That's a big ass for him. Like, he can't fix this. And not, it's not that it's a mess, but there's a lot of, like, complicated relationships on this team that I feel like someone like Stevens could have met, maybe ironed out a bit more, maybe someone who had already worked with Stevens. I just feel like these guys aren't going to, like, take, hey, like, pass the ball more often from Ime. Well, that's my thing is he's still just figuring it out. Like, he's, he's, not, he's not who he's going to be by the end of his coaching career. It's just, job. It, it, it just seems a little bit disheartening when we know how good of a coach Brad Stevens was. Um, and like, just that his voice got kind of stale. So he kind of had to take a different role. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not like freaking out about this team. They're like the sky's falling. I think that they will figure it out, but I think it's much more likely now that they're a playoff, a play in team than they are a top three or four seed. 
Um, I, th- I mean, I th- Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are probably going to make the all-star team in the East. Like, right. it, but it, it's just weird that, and I think besides LeBron and Anthony Davis, Harden and Durant and like Chris Paul and Booker, there's no other duos. I would like confidently say I'd rather have than the two of them. And like, I can't wait to keep watching them, but yeah, they, they got a lot to figure out. Like, and that's our playing like a duo. I feel like those are the duos you just mentioned. I've actually like, I have memories in my head of like, Oh, like they can do this, this and that really well off together. They can like, I've seen them pick and roll really well together. I haven't really seen the two of them play like a duo in, in a while. Yeah. All right. Well, my rant's over. I think they're still going to be good, but I, I had time. to get all that off my chest. <laughs> well, what, yeah, why, don't we, why don't we kind of transition from one team that's disappointing you to one team that's disappointing not us and the L.A. Lakers? I mean, well, I guess they're disappointing in general, but we're not too upset about it, are we, fellas? Oh, absolutely not. In fact, I love it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It. I don't <laughs> think Russell Westbrook's the problem. I think they need to come to figure out a stronger team around him. No, I think it's just a shit show in general. I mean, you watch these guys play, and they like can't really—they're like struggling to compete with like the Kings and like other really bad. Yeah, they, like, they barely, barely beat, beat the, the Rockets. Rockets yesterday. Yeah. yeah, like that oh was really bad. Yeah, Jalen you know, Green looked great that game. I um, it, it's weird to say that in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, that they will win games when Carmelo Anthony plays well. Yeah, like that's yeah, like, he's like he's like they're like one of their big guys. Like he's he's doing great this year. If Melo doesn't get like fifteen year. points, they're gonna lose. You mentioned six men of the year. He's like in the consideration right now. Honestly, Absolutely. <laughs> no, it, it's absurd. Um, it it's it's really weird to see. I feel like they already have to put a lot of miles on LeBron. Like every time LeBron plays well and like takes over a game and it's like we're not losing this game, they win. But that's a lot to be asking a 37-year-old LeBron James coming you know, off nine injury. games into the season. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, dude, like in the past, having a big three with just nobody else good on your team was like a viable strategy. But I feel like just with nowadays, like the, the grueling schedule and whatever, like just having only three good players is like not good because LeBron's had to sit a few games. Anthony Davis has missed a few. And, like, if one of them sits, they just don't have any good players. Like, it's not – they have no talent. Well, yeah, I mean, what's a better point of that than, uh, like, obviously Lakers. We just talked about the Celtics. And even the Nets a little bit too, which we'll get into. Would you rather have a team with two elite guys and, like, a bunch of role players? Or you could be the Miami Heat who have, like, nine pretty good players. Right. Yeah, you have to go deep these days. And yeah, no, it, really it's not um, working. No, it, it really isn't. Um, I don't really know like what to make of this because I, again, I it's still really early. Um, and I, who knows like what's gonna happen down the line. But Anthony Davis has already taken a really bad couple of falls already. Like I'm worried about them right now. Like, street clothes, healthy. yeah, street clothes, exactly. And everyone keeps saying, I don't know, I feel like I hear all the time, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this definitely a lot in the coming months, but I hear all the time that, like, oh, like, this probably isn't what the team's going to look like in a couple months come the playoffs. But what moves can they really make? Like, Who what, wants these guys? Yeah, 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 I don't, yeah, yeah. exactly. They just kind of showed up here by accident. Yeah, I mean, the comparison that – yeah, they just got there one day. The, the comparison that we kept making was the 2018 Cavs team that LeBron really just, like, 
lit a firing squad up on at the trade deadline and had the front office get rid of everybody. But he got rid of guys like Jay Crowder. Like, I think they moved like Isaiah Thomas, who was still like, uh, could have been exciting at the time. Like, guys who were like a little bit younger and like had places to go. What are they going to do with Trevor Reza? Like, <laughs> exactly. You want him? I don't. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a bit really stressful on Frank Vogel. I think he has to make a lot out of nothing here. Uh, I don't think I want to hit the like complete panic button on them. But yeah, because like it is at the end of the day is LeBron James. But I don't know. I feel like they just have to figure out who their third guy is going to be. I just feel like the, I just, again, I was defending with the top of this topic, but it's tough because I feel like Russell Westbrook doesn't work as a third option anymore. I don't know where I don't know what kind of team you can form around him, but. At the end of the day, the major duo here should be Davis and LeBron, and I just don't know what they need to have Westbrook change up from him. If, if he can be okay, just, like, facilitating, getting those really great fast-break points that he can, that'd be okay. But it's, if he's going to play that kind of role, he has to kick it out to another, like, spot-on shooter. And I feel like they're really missing Contavious Caldwell-Pope, like someone who was <laughs> just there to be a spot-on shooter. They don't, I don't know who else can shoot on this team. Well, I, the th- prominent thing that I've noticed with Russ is, like, he's just not finishing or scoring at all. Like he's, he's yeah. not even averaging 20 points a game and, and he's sh- not shooting very well. Obviously he's never been that great a shooter, but I feel like he's not finishing like he normally is. He's just slightly he's not, not as explosive. Like in the paint, you know, I know you're saying like, he could just like, no one could get in front of him. Like he would get his, like he would, he would end up completing that drive and get there. But yeah, it's, he's not looking like he like has that high basketball IQ anymore. You know, he could really kick it out. And I feel like I have so many memories in my head of him just like alley-ooping it over to Steven Adams over the years. But I feel like he's not making those smart choices anymore. To your point about the shooters, John, I think it's a lot to do with them just not having enough spacing for him to do his work. And it's like normally, like you said, Russ kind of works when he has the ball at the top of the key and four shooters are around him. He can drive the lane, have a finishing lane, or kick it out. But when you have Anthony Davis, who's like can't shoot anymore, LeBron, who's more of a ball dominant guy, like he doesn't shoot great off just spot up, like off the pass. And I don't yeah. know, what else they're, they're running out there. With he's he's actually colors. taking the most threes like he ever has in, to start off the season, but like, well, like that's still not that's like, on the forte yeah. of his game. He shouldn't yeah, be doing that. The dribble and like whatnot, like he's not like a catch and shoot guy. Like, no, no, honestly, the, he doesn't play off the ball. Unironically, the best three point shooter right now on this team is Melo. Yeah, and like he, that's yeah, not a winning strategy. No, not not at all. Um, I don't know. Like again, I'm not gonna doubt them. I I actually like weirdly don't think the West is as good as as like the East. So it's I, not. I, I agree. I, I really think that the Lakers, they also have the benefit of the doubt, where I think they I they can phone it in for a little while and turn it on as long as they keep LeBron and Davis healthy. That should be the goal. But um, it what we all thought, like if you listen to our pod at the start of the season is that like they were going to kind of have, have LeBron and Davis kind of take games off here and there and have Russ just kind of run the team and see if they can, <laughs> if they can get, and it's clearly that that can happen. Like right. Davis and LeBron actually have to show up for the majority of the games for them to get a high seed. It's crazy. I think it's not even that show up. I think like Davis needs to take over. And like we said, it's just, that's hard to happen for how injury prone he is, but Maybe that's the guy they worked like the whole, you know, offense around. I don't know, but kind of just we've been kind of ping ponging back and forth between just beating up on a team and being really positive about a team. 
Like I think the original it's great, the bipolar bipolar. Yeah, um, it's the bipolar it's the bipolar pod. Um a well, team that kind of is just the, the complete opposite in so many ways because I feel like they're so stripped down and just so fun to watch is this year's Warriors have been an absolute blast. Oh god, it's been fantastic. And it was almost like right from the get-go, like opening night, you're like, Oh my god, why did I doubt this? This team is like amazingly fun. They just got yeah. the guys who like bought into the Warriors way. If you want to play some heat culture and warriors way <laughs> no it's very similar yeah it's, and it's like i feel like the golden state just has this thing like this believe just completely believes in ball movement and like they just have a bunch of guys like igadala and bielitsa and just guys that are willing to move the ball find the open man they don't really give a shit about scoring and it opens lanes for steph and jordan pool has been awesome off the bench i or i just love it and it's so much fun well, yeah yeah just talking about continuity, too. They just have amongst them just like guys who know and love to play together. Well, and I was just going to say, we we can say you're right, Steve. You're totally right that they're all much more uh, willing to defer and not pass up the shot. But they can all shoot. Like, that's the yeah, thing. Is like They should have. <laughs> this isn't the, the Lakers that need Melo to shoot every ball. Yeah. Like, Everyone on this team can score if need be. They're like scary deep. And like a lot of these young guys are doing pretty well already. Yeah. And I mean, you say that too. And it's like crazy to think that Wiseman, Moody, um, Kaminga, those guys aren't even factors. Like they just might trade those guys for like a superstar. Like, I think those are pieces too. Honestly, like, who do you keep out of those three? I don't, they might just trade them all. And guess yeah. one really <laughs> get them, get them all out of here. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think they have like, I don't know. There's so many different paths this Warriors season could go down, but I think still ends up being well for them. I think you're right. They could kind of package like the three young guys for a star. I still think I can kind of see Bradley Beal to this team. I think he's someone who can buy into like a Warriors way. Like he likes. Yeah. I, I don't think he's the number one guy. I think he's very much like a Paul George type, like an elite too. So I think he could go there. But also, I could see them just kind of keeping it as it is and just like seeing what happens and still waiting for them to like, be like fully, fully healthy like next year too. And just like kind of shocking the world again, like they did last year, be like, oh, the Warriors are still here. They have so many different, I don't know, options, and I'll always just want to watch them play. Yeah. And I mean, I've given this guy a lot of shit too over his career, but like I was thinking about it the other day, just randomly, I don't know, maybe in a dream or something, because I think about basketball way too much. But I was like, wait a minute, Andrew Wiggins is just like way better than Harrison Barnes. Like he, I mean, oh, he, yeah, he's, for sure. Like, especially uh, Barnes has actually been really good this year, but back when Barnes used to play for Golden State, I mean, this version of Wiggins is just way better. And, like, that's, like, a huge piece. If Clay comes back healthy and you have Wiggins and Clay on the wing playing defense with Mons, like, that's going to be kind of crazy. That's what's impressive from Wiggins, too, is on – not so much from this year, but in the playing game when they almost beat the Lakers, Wiggins' defense was incredible. Like, he, like they couldn't take him out there because he was shooting down LeBron for most of that game. Uh, yeah, I was actually about to bring that up. I, I think Andrew Wiggins, I think he, he just gets a bum rap because he was drafted to be, like, a franchise-changing player, and he, he was never that. But he is just, like, a, a pretty good role player. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He can, he can – he's never going to be, like – the guy or even like a top two guy but he he can be a helpful piece to the team and uh i agree i also agree jordan Poole is definitely coming oh, into his own awesome. he's all I'm, they're playing right now i was just watching he scored the last nine buckets for the warriors like he just oh, put, some, dude, put the team I, on his back i was watching too he has seven threes at halftime yeah it's awesome good well, good job by him and I just feel like Steph's the best teammate too. Like he, like I remember, like <laughs> we're we're this is the Warriors pod now, but it's they're so fun. I remember Damian Lee hit a buzzer beater last year, and Steph just freaked out. Like he loves these guys on his team, and I think they actually are doing well enough right now where they actually don't have to rush Clay out. 
yeah. they were talking about like having him get ready for like the holiday games and be around, around like in December again. But like save him, make sure he's really like healthy because he's had like just having your season shut down two years in a row. It's that kind of generational player that was terrible. But they can kind of ride along the regular season, be a middle of the pack team for a while, and just like bring like in like the early next year and just like really start cooking. And well, I they've actually figured out how to use Draymond again too. Yeah, I agree. And I, I will say my favorite piece of this all is I feel like we're in the the best timeline in the sense that the Warriors are good again and Steph is also a, an on fire monster. Like he yeah, is right. It, they're they're not just deferring the ball. Like when the ball goes to Steph, it's like all right, it's on. Like he's shooting. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, was it um I think the first second they played the Clippers and like I I saw him hit that logo shot to like seal the deal that dagger and there was a clip like right before Paul George was like go ahead try a logo out like he's just like having so much fun out there like yeah it's it's cool when like the country can get behind rooting for the Warriors again like it's cool to like them again <laughs> like when they had KD like early like like 2013-2014 Warriors and they're just like pushing up against the Spurs in the playoffs this is great there's a happier guy again when the Warriors are 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 acceptable to root for I'm here for it yeah for sure. All right, uh, let's do another team that we've been surprised <laughs> with, another positive light. Um, let's stay happy. I re- weirdly, we I watch them a lot. I really want to talk about the Washington Wizards right now. You watch Dude, they're them awesome. Lot? Interesting. Okay. Well, I, no, I've only watched them a lot because they've actually just fucked the Celtics twice <laughs> <laughs> and, like, demolished them yeah. and, uh, because they want to win. And they're like- – they're, Built. I believe that they're good. Like I still don't really believe it. I'm like, is this is this Spencer Dinwiddie resurgence real? Like I can't believe what's going on. I there. mean, he was great when he was healthy. He just hasn't played in like a year or so. But like him and D'Angelo Russell on that Nets team was absolutely incredible. This unironically looks like the best Washington team Bradley Beal has ever played on. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, stayed there. He's been on the fringe of getting traded, but he's just stayed there long enough where he's like, wow, maybe I shouldn't leave. <laughs> like they have legitimate basketball players it's not it's not bradley yeah. beal john wall and a jv team or bradley beal russell westbrook and a jv team they have like players that again people like to make fun of like Montrez harrell and kuzma but like those again those are basketball players people they forget the trends is good. A ball. yeah Montrez sure. has had a career resurgence yeah. he's great oh and they, yeah they have uh hoop fiend's enemy dan gafford who's playing well like give him some credit I think he's one of the best pure centers in the league. He doesn't necessarily like he's not a unicorn of the shot, but he's pretty good. I think he's probably the biggest villain of this podcast. It's yeah. definitely our first. <laughs> but I weirdly, I feel like they're in a really good spot that Dinwiddie and Trez and Kuzma, all these guys are playing really well where if they wanted to kind of bottom out and they're like, what, listen, like, we, what are we doing here? Like, we're not really going to win for anything. They could just sell off a lot of these guys and, like, probably get a lot of good capital back, maybe from a team like the Warriors who have a lot of young guys. The Warriors are just like, give us all of those guys. <laughs> give, us all yeah. of, give us all of those guys for all of these guys. <laughs> give, us, give us Beal, Dinwiddie, Trez, and Kuzma, and we'll give you Kaminga and Wiseman. <laughs> Imagine like, but be, imagine Beal doesn't go over in that trade. They just trade like pretty good players for pretty good players. Just, yeah. It's like when, you, when you're bored in fantasy football and you're just like, oh, let's just make a trade. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, they actually they look really good. Their offense is like off the chart, and like they can actually stop. I've never actually seen Bradley Beal try to play defense. 
Yeah. It's good. He, he just goes out there and, like, gets a run in and takes a break. But he's really caring again. I, I don't think they can get rid of him. He's just playing in the space where they kind of have to keep him. I'm not sure what their moves are, but I just feel like everyone on that team, like, really – cares and like really wants to kind of wants to be there at least they're just like pissed off it's just the angry lakers this team i like it it's a fun it's a fun vibe yeah no because it felt felt, felt like they're all these guys were left for dead like if if, it's kind of like um i'm trying to think of a like an example it's kind of like how in the nfl uh, like back when the Browns were just, or like the Lions were just terrible, and like you would just get shipped off there, and you, it's like, all right, now you're gonna go waste like another two years of your contract in, in Detroit yeah. and not matter. And I guess people kind of thought Washington was gonna be that, but no, like these guys are really taking control. Well, right there, I feel like we should say that sound bite. We'll have our editor get on that. That's just like right there why I've liked basketball a lot more than the NFL because I feel like if that happens in the NFL. You can't really put it together because so you still at the end of the day have to have a pretty great quarterback to do anything and like have a good defense. But if you just ship dudes off in the NBA and they just like play well enough, like you have a team. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. I'm I've been a fan. Well, speaking of speaking of some good vibes and players getting shipped off places, but just exceeding expectations. I mean, we were all excited for this team coming in. I think, but I don't think we could have seen the Hornets being like actually like a really good basketball team. Oh my god! It it's it's awesome. You know, it's like it's been my favorite thing of the season so far. I mean, Lamelo is absolutely a stud, like literal stud. Like he's one of the best players he's a star. in the league. He's and, making the All Star team I this mean, year. And Miles Bridges, dude, I like shit on him. I don't. I don't think I did it on any recordings. Uh, but I did it in like my fantasy chat or something. I don't know. But I was just really mean to Miles Bridges before this year, and he's like become one of the best players in the league. He's like one Eastern. Conference <laughs> he's player. awesome. Like what is going on? Charlotte? He's popping off. Hayward's good. Rozier's good. They're fun. Yeah. No, they really are a ton of fun to watch. It, and again, enjoy it now while you, while it lasts, because in like twelve games, Gordon Hayward's going to tweak his ankle, and it's not not going to be fun anymore. Yeah. So watch as much of it now as you can. But no, possible. it's great. I, I can't believe the step that Miles Bridges has taken where he's like a serious offensive threat. He's like the yeah. number one go-to scorer on offense right now. I think that's why it was hard to predict him to be good because like I just didn't think they had a player who could take a leap like this, but it was him. Yeah. yeah. That's what this team needs too because like LaMelo just loves to dish the ball out. And if he was out there kind of on his own, like, I don't know, not reliably dropping some assists, like when he has some people to rely on, I think that's the biggest surprising part. We knew LaMelo would be – good I actually didn't think he'd be this good but the fact that he has some help is pretty crazy yeah yeah I agree and I think Ubre too has kind of had a revitalization there because I feel like in Golden State like their system was just shooting a bunch of threes and like not a lot of transition running and whatnot but in Charlotte they're just like dude just run around like fly around the court and like Lamelo will find you or like someone will we'll find a way to get you a dunk and it's like giving him confidence in his shooting and he's just become like a new version of himself well he's good he can actually create a shot like i like they like they can trust him yeah well yeah i mean he had that whole problem where he got benched at at the end of uh the game a couple days ago against miami uh and he was like playing really really bad um but the last couple of games since then he's been on a tear and he looks really really good again uh I agree. My favorite thing about him, Steve, again, you brought him up already, is like his court vision. Like he can see everything like unfolding all at once. Like it, that's my favorite thing like to watch in basketball is just to 
I have like a sick point guard who got who can just dish. yeah, it's awesome. Like he can move the ball around so well, it, it's incredible. My one thing for them though is why can they just get a real center? Why are we why are we doing this plumbly thing? I know, I know. <laughs> Trade off the, the plumleys and the sellers. Those are just those are just generations that need to get out of the NBA. Like, if they're off the bench, you're fine. But like, why are we relying on this guy to be our like starting center if we're trying to be a fun team? Honestly, I'm. I'm also. Can we try to find a way to get James Booknight some minutes, please? Yeah, I guess you yeah. can't believe he hasn't been playing. Yeah, I. I would like them to try. Ish Smith is playing more minutes. I love Ish. <laughs> Top tier NBA name. Yeah, honestly. While we're still positive, before we kind of rain down, I'm sure we'll round out the pod with some negativity. But I actually was kind of getting ready to have the Toronto Raptors start to blow it up this year. I think they're in it. I really think, uh, like, I've been loving to see, to see the OG and uh, and Anobi like like climb. I feel like he's always kind of wanted some more space in this team, and now he's got it. I can't believe that he's just become like a franchise player. Like, he and he's got Scotty like on the defensive end. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, John, I remember when you used to hate OG. Yeah, he, I just feel like there was too much hype into him, and I didn't really buy into it. But, like, it's starting to pay off now. He can really knock down some shots, and, like, he's a pretty complete player. I feel like they could develop, a like, a – what I'm trying to think of. It's not – it wouldn't be Heat Culture or Warriors way. It would be Raptor rules. <laughs> some Raptor rules. That, there is some yeah. Raptor rules. That I, Nick Nurse is just – Seems like an incredibly smart dude who can get a lot out of his players. Um, Absolutely, and I think like all of us, I don't even think we talked about this team on our season preview because we kind of thought they'd be mediocre and not that important. Um, but even without Lowry, there they seem to have found their identity, and they're they're they miss them obviously, but not to the point where it's going to lose them any games. Like they look I really think good. Finals Fred's just kind of slid into that spot. I think he's like kind of like the. Um you know, the, the common thread from, like, the championship and playoff era teams into this, like, to mentoring these young guys. Yeah, and I think uh, what's interesting, too, is don't forget, Siakam hasn't played a single game for them. And I almost think they were kind of doing this thing, like, where they, like, didn't rush him back from his injury. They're like, all right, Siakam, take your time. We'll get a feel for the first couple of weeks of the season. And, like, now that they're like, oh, uh, we're kind of good. All right, Pascal, you can, like, come back. We're not going to tank. Like, we're actually pretty good. Now Pascal will just come back and They'll be like a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah. true. And again, I like I, I think it's one of those things where they just had such a rough season last year, like li- having to live in Tampa like the whole time. Like that just freaking sucks. Yeah. And I think it weighs on you too when you're wondering if Kyle's gonna leave the whole time. I think he ended up staying throughout the whole year, which is weird. I think we kind of blue balled for a midseason Kyle Lowry trade. I mean, it turns out I think there's actually been a lot of tampering going on with Miami. I think he, like that deal for him to go there was long you know, long done, but obviously it didn't happen in the middle of the season, but that's kind of stressful. Like, you kind of don't know like what you're going to have to do to make up for that, so that, that weighs on you. I'm sure they dropped some games from lack of sleep over Kyle's whereabouts, you know, and, so. And I, well, my last point about the Raptors is um, my guy, Scotty Barnes, he, he got hurt, uh, so he's out with a thumb injury for a couple of weeks, but he looks really good. Like, it looks like he, fin- he f- we said uh, in our draft recap that Scotty Barnes needs to go into the right situation to excel, and it, it feels like we found the right situation yeah. here. Yeah. Is he, a, is he a power forward? Yeah, like I think. Power forward, power forward. Yeah. Like they they just go big once Pascal well, plays. Raptors just, I think they're just doing this thing where they just have wings and just, like, tall, athletic, lanky people. OG, yeah. Like, and it's going to work, and 
like I I wasn't huge on Scotty coming in, uh, but him going to the Raptors, I also didn't think was going to work because I just didn't think they'd have positions for him. But it almost turned out that Siakam's injury was like for the best for him because now he got yeah. into a role and he's shown that he can handle everything. And now when Siakam comes back, him OG and Scotty Barnes is going to be absurd. Like this Absolutely. is the perfect place for rookie projects to develop is in a spot where you're not you're going to be asked to play but you're not asked to do anything crazy like again like this Kaminga is great like everything like you see of him like in the preseason like he looked really good but he's not really asked to do anything here like because the Warriors are like so good without him they don't need they don't need to like baby Kaminga along like but they could just give Scotty Bards a couple minutes a game because like like who cares? Like we're, yeah. who's gonna stop them? <laughs> if you wake up and you're a rookie and your name's Cade Cunningham, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. So you go to Detroit and you really have to change them around, and they're expecting to be as like Messiah. That's really hard. I love to go hang in Toronto. Sounds yeah. great. No, Gary mm-hmm. Trent's gonna go off. I think they won that Norman Powell Gary Trent Jr. trade. I can't believe Portland just let him walk. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's go back to doing some disappointments because I would love to talk about how bad the Portland Trailblazers are. They're oh, that's a they're crazy like, one. They're like disgustingly bad. DJ's gonna leave. Like I, I, I actually don't think Chauncey Billups is a very good coach. It must be a Chauncey thing because how could they possibly be this bad? Yeah, honestly, it's not and like, like it's the worst team from the past ten years. Like. It's really, really bad. It's like the same team. Yeah. And, you figure, <laughs> it's like, and you figure with like Dame, like I believe in this team, like there'd be like a rally around it, but like they just have no urgency at all. He's well, been kind of bad. Yeah, he's been pretty bad too. Uh, he's like, you think he would perform well. Like it's, it's almost like he's trying to get moved. But he said he wants to stay. Like what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. He rapped about it. <laughs> I, I he rapped, rapped all about it, yeah. He's just waiting for Kaminga and Moses Moody and Wiseman to, to put a little bit more on tape before he can go to Golden State. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, no, they're they're really bad. They're, I mean, their offense isn't like the worst. Like CJ's playing pretty good, but they can't stop anybody. I mean, they couldn't do it last year, but you think with a new coach that they would they put some focus on that. No, and he's like he came out his like whole like philosophy coming to the season. He's like, oh, I want to change the identity of the Blazers to be a defensive team. I just I feel like it's either he isn't instilling that within them or he just has nothing to work with. I feel like their best defensive player is Norman Powell, who I just said they shouldn't have gone into. Like I feel like they don't have anyone to actually stop it. So it's not a whole lot consistent to see there too. I feel like Nurkic has actually like been pretty bad this year. Like he was always like the oh if he's healthy this team's gonna take off. He doesn't look like he fits into this team too much anymore. I think they're gonna be that team that ends up blowing it up instead of Toronto. I think even if Dame stays, it could be Dame and scraps. Like he could just go down the ship. I think the most likely guy to get moved is CJ McCollum because he's just kind of playing himself into like a better situation. Unironically, like what are their better players is Tony Snow. <laughs> yeah, right. You know there's an issue. Yeah, exactly. No, it's uh it's definitely been disappointing. I I just kind of hope that if they continue on this trajectory that we can just not get them on TV anymore. Yeah, oh, there's so too many national games. Well, speaking speaking of teams that don't want on national TV and teams stinking and being happy about teams being uh, not good, let's do it. Well, actually, there's two teams that fit in this scenario, but I think it's Nets time. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. No, yeah, let's just do. I it. was also but, thinking Pelicans if that's the other team. You're yeah, that was the other team I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do those back to back. I feel like I have more to say about the Pelicans. 
Let's just get we'll get the Nets out of the way because again I'm I'm starting yeah. to worry that they're going to start getting pretty good now and then this is going to be a, a problem. We have to just get this out of the way. Um, yeah, they I don't, believe in the Lakers more than them, dude. The problem is, is like like the Lakers, they got all these like old veteran guys who they need to give serious minutes to, and a lot of them just don't have it. Like obviously, Millsap doesn't have it. Lorcus Aldridge still looks pretty good. And I would say Patty Mills, he's just not being facilitated and used in the right way. But like Blake doesn't look that great. I don't really know what to expect from them. Uh, obviously, the, the biggest storyline and disappointment from this team is Harden. Yeah, he's having a really rough start to the year. Definitely didn't come into this season looking, looking like he was uh, NBA basketball ready, too. And again, too, I think not only was he not in shape, I think that the the biggest thing for him is the rule change. Like it's been really bad. And I, I, I thought really long and hard about how I wanted to come into this take on this episode. If I wanted to, but you know what? Good players figure it out, but I actually, I'm, I'm going to be negative about it. I, I don't think he figures it out because I think he actually became the player he was when he took that huge leap when the Rockets were his team, but like getting to the line, like abusing that, um, you know, rule that the old rule and like always getting fouled and flailing for the fouls. That's when he became like an MVP. It's not just like a little thing that is him. So that's just a major, major transition. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I like to see him. Well, I don't even know if I'd want to see him figure it out, but I do. I mean, as much as I haven't, I like good basketball. We're not yeah, just like, complete I, assholes. As much as I haven't been a fan of him, it was because of this foul, fouling and bullshit. So, like, I think if he figures it out and like tries to like overcome it and becomes a good player without it, I think he could be going back to like fun Thunder Harden again. But I mean, if you think about it, like the way he's playing now is kind of just how he was on the Thunder, just like a decent scorer, a good distributor, like a spark plug, but nothing like crazy and. I just think he'll he's good enough to figure it out. He's skilled enough. But yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I, I mean, he's like one of the best players of all time, right? Like he'll he'll figure it out. It, it's just taking some time. I think it just comes at a really awkward time for him where he's also like coming back from his hamstring injury and like think, very yeah. overweight. And so he's just like trying to play himself into shape and get himself going. And it's harder to do that when you're not slowing the game down to go into the free throws and catch your breath the whole time. I actually want to put this, uh, some of the blame on Steve Nash. I feel like I was really quick to put him. I, I might've even like over my own Tom Thibodeau, try to push for him for coach of the year last year. I don't know what I was thinking. I feel like if you, he should really like, I think like the best coaches patch things up when things aren't as perfect as they should be on paper. I, I think he needs to make some adjustments. Like you were saying at the top of this uh, topic, Steve, like maybe, start utilizing Patty Mills for the best of his abilities because he's not going to be Kyrie Irving, you know? And I don't know. It's actually – I thought Kyrie may have been back by this point. He's in the holdout a little bit longer than I think we all thought he would. I, I don't know what's up with him. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect. I, I will I say like – Yeah, I thought like a week into the season, he'd be like, you know what, screw it. Let me just get the vaccine. Like, I, like I, I want to play again. But, like, it's it's been like two full weeks and, like, I don't know. There's been no rumors of a return. Yeah, true. I mean the- – the one saving grace they have is, I mean, Kevin Durant's still the best player in the NBA. I, I think that yeah. I think that's been made clear this year. He's awesome. <laughs> He's yeah. like really good. What is showing is like keeping them afloat is like as much as we shit on the Lakers and some other teams, like they actually like have really good depth. So if they can, if Harden can figure it out and Kyrie figures it out with whatever he's going through, like they're going to be scary. It's like the opposite of the Lakers where like 
the Lakers' big three is like kind of fine. It's just the rest of their team fucking stinks. It's like the Nets have like Hart, uh, not Harden, um, Aldridge and Griffin and Patty Mills, Joe Harris, is Brown, big... Joe Harris. Like, all these guys are like playing fine, but with just Kevin Durant, they're not like uh, at the elite level yet. Whereas, um, when if Harden were the elite player he was, they'll they'll probably figure it out. Yeah, I I think at the end of the day with them is this it, they're a disappointment, but I'm not like. I'm not worried if you're a Nets fan, I'm not worried for them the same way I would if you're a Lakers fan. Um, just because I think they can they still have shown enough that they can compete. I just don't know if it's their their title to lose like we all thought uh last season or at the preseason. I, I think Milwaukee, even though they're at a slow start now, and Miami will still give them a huge run for their money. For sure. Yeah. They're kind of I'm it, they're old and a bunch of unproved guys, though. I mean, I know there's Joe Harris and Nick Claxton's excited, but I think it is really relying on a lot of people staying healthy. Even before Kyrie Irving had, had his whole inability to come into the league for his just you know stubborn refusal to get the vaccine, he's also – I feel like he's just been getting injured a ton lately, too. I think that first year with Brooklyn, he went down and didn't make it to that playoff round against Toronto. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's too much of a sustainable regular season into postseason player anymore. Honestly, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys aren't like Harden. Obviously, with the hamstring issue, that was like an anomaly, but it's obviously still affecting him. Kyrie, he's like he gets hurt, injured every season. To your point, and Durant had a horrible injury that took him a lot of last season to recover from For as sure. well. So I like if it's all if it all clicks at the same time, it'll be nasty and like they'll probably win For the sure. whole thing. But I think it's very likely that it doesn't and something goes wrong. Yeah, I think this is a lot more fun of an NBA season than people were really expecting going to. I think when I was looking at the, uh, you know, a full, full-blown, full healthy Lakers-Nets team, that probably would just be, you know, all right, last year we were lucky with a bunch of injuries in the playoffs. We had a really exciting finals. We're getting ready for a kind of a boring super team season. I don't think so. I don't think we see that finals matchup. No, no me neither. I, uh, Steve, you want to dunk on the Stink Pelicans oh, right now? Oh, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give him an alley How yeah. about Brandon Ingram at the helm of an organization, everyone? How, about, <laughs> how is he proceeding right now? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, again, I think he's hurt too, right? He's playing pretty well, but he, he I think he, oh, yeah, no. he just got hurt. I think he just got hurt today. <laughs> um, but you know, he he's been playing pretty well. He's got getting like twenty five a game, but it doesn't really freaking matter. They Ooh, can't. No. Nobody is good at anything. Their, their team stinks. No one's good on that team, and I don't understand how they can expect Brandon Ingram to carry it. And then Zion is a whole other topic of conversation. I mean, this guy just, like, can't play basketball at this size. Like, am I being mean? Like, <laughs> no, you're not. It's like, no, it's, it's not good. It's bad. It's really bad. It, the lineup for this team is so bad that if Brandon Ingram, like, were to miss significant time – the league would probably start investigating like the lineups they're bringing out there. Like Herb Jones, who? Like, oh, I know. Who's I saw Herbert Jones. <laughs> yeah. I was going through their lineup earlier. I love it. Like, this they're, is, they're he bad. Was drafted pretty early. Yeah. It's not good. Well, it's, it's pretty glaring when people are like, Jonas Valanciunas, is this like his team? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This year? Yeah. Should, you should never have that conversation with yourself. But I do think Memphis lost that trade. Yeah. I would say, uh, the Pelicans, if I'm them, it's obviously like we're making fun of Zion. The, the, the dude just 
Chloe doesn't really care. Like if he cared, he he would be in shape or try to be in shape. Like he'll he'd figure yeah. it out. Um, but I, I guess if you're a game plan moving forward, don't rush him back. Just lose as many games as possible. In fact, maybe you just want to keep drumming it out with this crap team. I would get, I would, if I ran this team, I would make this team worse. I, I would purposely get rid of I, – I, we, we've been to this for a long time that Brandon Ingram has no no purpose beyond this team. I think if to impress and lure Zion to caring again, be more communicative because I don't think he was that open about how bad that foot injury was. I think – I, it was. It looked like it would be out for a few games, but it's looking like it could be like weeks to months now. I wish he was a little bit more caring about how he told his team what was going on. If I was running this team, I would just get rid of people. I'd be like, you know what, let's just make this team around Zion until he comes back in. Yeah, I, I, I think just bottom out. Zion's don't rush it. Don't just let him go. Yeah. Him stay. Um, but it, it's, it's absolutely incredible how how big he's gotten we, we, were, we were talking he is bigger than derrick henry yeah <laughs> like what is going on just and you never have that happen well, ironically derrick henry just suffered a jones fracture and the team was right away like hey, he's gonna be out for a few weeks yeah and meanwhile yeah. the pelicans are like oh yeah maybe he'll play next week it's ridiculous i don't understand how they thought they would get away with just lying to everyone yeah whatever. there was a period of time too when like they somehow drafted um they drafted Zion, and they they, they kind of got a pretty good return for Anthony Davis. People like David Griffin, best GM in the league, and now it's just like this guy is absolutely like falling over himself. Oh, yeah. So so dumb. He's, yeah. he's doing bad moves. I'm just sick of watching their national TV games and the NBA, just thinking they're this fun team, but they're so annoying. And I'm so happy that I was anti them going into this year because they're terrible. No, I I think it's great. It's great when you have like a team you just dislike for like no reason, and no, they're definitely the punching bag for this year. Like they just stink. And like, I think the Thunder are going to end up having. Yeah. The, I think they'll have the worst record in the league. Because I think even once Zion comes back, they're not going to be able to put a team around him. Yeah, I think Zion Zion might be good enough to like get them to win like some games, but they're definitely not going to be close to the playoffs. No, nowhere close. The, they're closer to like hanging around with. With you're right with like the thunder and rockets sure. than they Absolutely. are with like these. I like the rockets, teams. dude. Like Jalen Green, Christian. I once Christian Woods back in like is he right now? Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah Woods. Christian Woods, Woods always around. Yeah, like I don't know. Sen Goon looks exciting. Like there's a team there, and I I just feel like I don't feel like that way with the Pelicans at all. Yeah, no, they uh they stay. The fact that they even let Drew Holiday go, I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of was gonna leave, but they could have made his try to entice him like oh Zion's coming back I don't know not a very the, the, what did they get back for for Drew was did they get Eric Bledsoe for him yeah and like it, yeah three first round picks which again like yeah let's see how that works when the Milwaukee's picking in the low 20 <laughs> low or high 20s every single year yeah it's ridiculous you can only silo picks for so long too like what's uh what's Oklahoma City gonna eventually do with all these picks it's almost just become like a meme that they just have picks like at some point they have to do something exactly exactly um yeah so the only other teams I had that I kind of want to talk to about disappointments before we get into maybe finishing on a positive note um I thought it was worth mentioning just like the slowish starts for the Suns and Bucks just off the finals and slow yeah. Is there worry, or are we just chalking it up to they just played basketball like two months ago, and the Bucks are getting a little injured because of it and stuff like that? 
Yeah. Not to be like uh, we're clearly a Bucks pod at this point in some ways that they're old friends of ours. We're not. We would never go to, towards one team, but we definitely spent a lot of just physical hours talking about them. Uh, I'm more worried about the Suns just because I feel like if they're slow, they ha- I feel like their team relies so much on veteran Chris Paul that if they continue to be slow, it's not good for them. Or the Bucks, I feel like they can actually get some energy back. Yeah, I I think it's they're doing the smart way of. Let's just like keep it slow, keep it uh, spread out time for everybody to rest. And we're not going to kill ourselves trying to win games now. Like our, one of our best players is Chris Paul, who's like almost 40 years old. <laughs> like, let's yeah. just wait. Um, I know like obviously they're doing with some injuries with uh, campaign and Aiton. So we'll see how that goes. But I think they'll still be fine. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a top two seed in the West when it's all said and done. And I think the same with Milwaukee too. They're just they're just way too talented. They have some issues with Middleton and Holiday. So, uh, but they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams are treading water with all these problems too. It's not like they're like two and six. No. Like, oh god, is this like panic zone? But the fact that they're being able to like stay the line at five hundred. Yeah. They'll probably they actually, uh, the Suns actually showed a lot of fight in them last night. They were down about 15 to the stinky uh, Pelicans, like into the third quarter. But their uh, their big catalyst off the bench was JaVale McGee, which <laughs> yeah. we were kind of joking is going to be a big uh, free agency tra- addition in the offseason. But joking, I kind of believe. No, I believe it too. Ja- yeah, JaVale is like legitimately going to be a difference maker for them because I feel like how much faith you can really put in Frank Kaminsky. So when Aiden literally needs to not be there. JaVale's awesome. I feel like if, if they ever do like a 10-year most improved player award, he would be the founder of it in the same way that they do like like those like the uh, like the Walter Payton like man of the year award in uh, the NFL. They should do the JaVale McGee just like complete like overturn your whole narrative story. Like that guy's like who wouldn't want JaVale on their team when he was like the biggest meme at the start of his career. I love that guy. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, I, I still like the Suns, still like the Bucks. I don't, I'm not really worried about either one of the. Teams I think it's now. like another two weeks. To give it another two or three weeks. Maybe the next time we record, then we'll have like a good week. Let's, let's uh, let's let's do it now. Let's start the pod with just where the Bucks and Suns are at. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, of course, because everyone wants to hear us talk about the Milwaukee Bucks just a little bit more. If I'm they sure can. they do. We're we're gaining following in Milwaukee. We should post this podcast on like Milwaukee Reddit. <laughs> it looks fun. There was a. <laughs> There was that dive bar outside of the the Bucks Stadium when they ended up winning the uh, the finals, where every free throw that uh, Giannis made, they gave away a shot to everybody. I, I would have barge. He ended up making like fourteen <laughs> free throws. I, I would have done anything to be there. Yeah, that would have been sick. Get me there. Before right. we uh before we head out, is there what what's what what's uh what's one thing everyone looking forward to that they want to like bring back up on the on the next pod? What's one little narrative storyline that you're interested to see how it develops in the next couple of weeks before we come back? Well, I, I feel like we got to touch on the Bulls a little bit. Oh, I'm I'm trying to move past the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls are good, and they're Don't actually really mean to not recognize the, what they've accomplished. The Bulls are good, and they're, no, they're actually good. really fun. Like it's Alonzo is like, yeah, he's actually proven like proven to be just like such a huge asset. Again, yeah, no, again, another Pelicans foible. They just kind of let that guy go. I thought Demar Derozan was washed. He looks like <laughs> like a stud. <laughs> And he's averaging like 27 a game. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were all low on them coming into this year. I couldn't have expected them to hit it off this quickly. Well, because I think it was just a bunch of guys who it's – like when you look at on paper, L- Lamar, DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic, these are guys that like people just tell you are good, but I've never you've never really seen it, right? 
And so like when they're all kind of come together, I'm always, I'm like, all right, well, let's see how this pans out. I mean, again, we're only seven games in, but so far they look really good. Yeah. It's almost like guys with completely different uh, abilities, whatever. You just like can't expect them to gel right away. Kind of like we were talking about with the heat earlier. And it's like, they just stepped on the court day one and they're a force. Like it's great. No, they're gonna be a playoff team, and like I don't know what I was. I'm just trying not to go back on my word here. I'm trying to be a little too prideful. I thought they were just like, you know, something that would they've only been a part of like each of their previous teams like system, but they were actually working out really well. And the one I really have to eat my words on is Alex Caruso. He's just like someone who's he can make any team better that he goes to. He's just really plays with a lot of passion and energy, and can facilitate really well. I thought it was a joke. I really thought he, his whole career was yeah. A joke. I thought it was a meme. I thought, I thought he'd he'd made like, Dova, like and just not be relevant once LeBron leaves his team. No, yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I've been a fan. Um, but yeah, no, they're definitely the th- the team I'm the most excited to watch uh, moving forward. Because yeah. um, I see if they sustain it. Yeah, and I, it weirdly feels like they can. Like I haven't seen any sign of them slowing down. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, to answer your question, Don, there's kind of probably two more things i want to touch on to uh answer your question first of all um john moran is like special oh yeah i'm so excited to watch uh how he's able to elevate that grizzlies team and turn into the superstar that he's becoming and it's really exciting he's just such a fun player to watch and he's elevating everyone else on that a little rivalry between him and steph carrying over from last season i appreciate that give me give me give me some beef yeah no he uh he's awesome like it he took a leap that I thought like wasn't going to be available to him, to yeah. be honest. I, I didn't think he'd be this good right away, or even at all, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I could just carry a team, which I didn't I didn't even think was possible, and I was probably the biggest job fan. Yeah. No, I, I he looks like a, he can win you a title with him as the best player on the team. It seems he's like He's in that. the Luka and Trey conversation, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's only been in the league for, what, three years, and he's already averaged – he's scoring, like, 28 points a game. That's absurd. Absolutely yeah, I'm, I've, I've been loving it, too. And, yeah, so the other one I kind of wanted to mention, too, which I, I, I know we talk about it sometimes. We joke about it some other times. But how funny and just cool is it, <laughs> guys, because I love this, that Philly is just, like, really good without Ben Simmons. Like, uh, I, think, yeah. oh, I love it. No, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, I think he's just been the stuck-up prick this whole time. And then he was, like, waiting to be like, see, you guys need me. You guys aren't good. But now they're just, like, 6-2. and two. And, like, they beat him. Uh, I forget who they played today. But they beat a good team today and, like, continue to just keep rolling. They beat the Bulls today. Like, they just, they just win. Yeah. I know. They're th- fine without him. They should just, like, trade him for parts. Like, I don't know. Do, do any kind of shitty trade. It's just... Getting anything's better than having him like just taking up space in your roster. The only thing I'll, uh, I I agree. No, they've been really good. The only thing that I'll say that may put a damper on this is that they're doing well now with Tobias Harris like playing better than he pretty much ever has. And like we all know that he's going to come crashing down to earth and he's going to just suck for like a ten game stretch. Always, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Death taxes and to- Tobias Harris just being streaky, but. No, it's it's cool to watch and B feels like uh he's just kind of been the player he always like meant to be, even though he took a bigger leap last year and was making an MVP push. I think he's gonna be that good again because he's actually kind of bringing the ball up the court. Like it's it's truly all running through him now. He's actually playing even more like Jokic, which I really like. He's making these yeah. pretty incredible passes. 
I, I noticed that in the game that they lost pretty horribly to the Knicks, but Embiid looked good. And and Seth and Tyrese Maxey have just been good, like filling in for what uh, Simmons needed to do. Um, and yeah, they lose some stuff on defense without having Simmons out there, but they're just a much better offensive team, I think. Yeah, actually, you, I'm pretty sure they're the best offensive team. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> by, by the numbers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, John? What, what have you been excited or, or are excited for? Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward just to seeing if – um to see how real this – I mean, I, I started having heat fever. I just want to see if it's real. I, I want to, I mean, I'm, I'm really high on it now. And, like, I feel like I want to see them play some, like, better teams. I feel like they've kind of been running through, like, the middle of the pack guys. But I want to see if um if they can just stay healthy and if like I don't know I remember a couple in, in the bubble when Kyle Lowry was like actually like because did they remind me did they take the Celtics to seven Riley? Uh, it's in the bubble I think it was six. Six, yeah, but I can see that that Raptors team looked like they were lost without Kawhi Leonard and like oh no like, Kyle Lowry is actually like he is this team's identity and there's like Hall of Fame Kyle Lowry talk. I just want to know what this season like does to his legacy if he stays this good. So excited to see where he go and. Just excited to see if this ends up being overreactions from week one. I'll be I'll be watching myself. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I would say that if we didn't mention your team on this pod, it probably means that they're doing just normal and like what we would have expected from them. Is there any other teams you guys want to at least like say something about before we go? Or is, is we have to talk about Cleveland really quickly? Okay, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I I I think they're a pretty interesting team because they're going really big. They're putting out lineups of like Jared Allen, Mobley, uh, uh Lori Harkinen, uh, Markinen, and then again too like Kevin Love like as like the wise old veteran could be really interesting. He was really checked out. There's a lot of plays last year we just kind of like gave up possession and looked like he was like borderline going to retire. So it's cool to see him carrying it. I feel like I don't know if that team really does like all click, they could be dangerous. Yeah, I can't say how much I like Evan Mobley enough on this podcast. And yeah, he's, he's great. He's looked amazing and probably like the best rookie to come out of this class. And I was what? on the Cavs coming into the season. I wasn't sure what to expect. And they've been kind of middle. I feel like they've winning and losing now and then. Like they haven't been great as a team, but they've been fun to watch and way better than I thought. Uh, I think one thing we should touch upon is just how funny is it that the pitiful Oklahoma City Thunder, they have one win and it was against the Lakers. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I love it. And they can't expect – I literally thought they might win like five games, but the fact that they just beat LeBron. Like, that was LeBron even playing? I hope he was. He did. That's yeah. even funnier than the – well, happen. there was a there was a lot of beef after that game. So I think it was like a few seconds left. Someone from the Thunder just yammed a dunk. And Russell Westbrook was like, "No, you don't do that. <laughs> you got to loot." Yeah, I he got ejected with like a minute with like a second left in the game. I know, I love it. <laughs> Get under the skin. I, I feel like SGA is gonna kind of have like a similar like vibe this year as like Bradley Beal has in the Wizards past couple years when he's just like cooking on terrible teams. Honestly, though. Here's the take: free SGA. He doesn't deserve this. Like yeah, he's like know, he's like really, really good. He's really good right now. How many years can you be like, oh, he's like our one good player? Like eventually we'll yeah. surround him with good players. Well, like, and they have just, so many. And they have so many draft picks, and like they're just gonna kind of keep doing this for years and years. I think I don't think it's yeah, it's not fair to him just to do this for so much longer. They're gonna get rid of him before like the, the Thunder become whatever like utopian esque team they think they'll be. Exactly. Get him somewhere cool. Yeah, I don't know why he has to get stuck there. He's stuck in Mergatory. Yeah, don't he don't so matter, between Tank and <laughs> it's, uh, sorry. I don't know what they want to do. Uh, 
but uh yeah so i mean i guess the last team i kind of wanted to briefly mention just for a little a little quick quick talk that we haven't mentioned is the atlanta yeah. Hawks. and just kind of they've been mediocre and just like i was really high coming into the season on them i thought they'd be a really good team this year and i would just i think that uh trey too is just having trouble with some of the new role and i don't think it's as noticeable as james harden but like when your main player like that yeah. like, talked about them, off like, is like trying to adjust his game. I think it's just taking a little bit of a toll on the team in general. Cause when he's just a floor general and controlling everything, they're really good, but he's been searching for some stuff that he hasn't been able to find yet. And he, he seems to be adjusting better than Harden, but, and I think they will be fine in the long run, but yeah, I just think it's uh, been interesting to watch them play some basketball. I have faith in that team because they have a really good coach. I think, Nate McMillan came into a similar situation that, like, I don't know, maybe, like, I was saying earlier, like, how, like, Ime with the Celtics right now came into a complicated situation. I think there was guys who wanted more playing time on the Hawks that were getting it before, but he kind of really, like, gave them an identity. So I think I do trust them to figure it out under Nate. Yeah, my thing with them is I think they're all just really young. Like, with the exception of Clint Capella, these are, like, and, and uh, Bogdanovich, these are all, like, young guys who have, like, haven't been in the league for that long. I think um they'll be able to figure it out and play pretty well and, and turn it around i would like to see deandre hunter play a little bit more and they they try to give him a little bit more opportunities um but yeah no, i i mean yeah it's been disappointing but i think they're still gonna be pretty good yeah that, that's kind of and kings haven't been great but i think they looked good than better than the record too i like the kings yeah i like, I like what they're doing really fun yeah yeah, well, well, hold on. Let's just finish it. Rockets, all right. Spurs, you stink. Pistons stink. Pacers stink. Let's go for the full roundabout. Yeah. Minnesota's been okay. Nothing. Yeah, Minnesota's no, all right. and Edwards actually looks really good. He's actually yeah. playing really well with cats, which I didn't think their um, their styles would mesh. As usual, we mentioned the Pacers like last. They uh, they just like aren't. Even- we had, uh, this is actually a fun experiment for the podcast that we've gone in. And try to do in-depth takes on every team. If we haven't even thought about you, what's that saying? I don't think we yeah. said anything about the magic. Yeah, it's like maybe when Levert comes back, they'll be okay. Maybe they'll figure it out. I don't yeah. know. But uh, Levert was green up on us tonight. Suggs stinks. The 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 Clippers are disappointing. The Jazz are amazing. Wow. The, the Jazz are amazing, but who cares? Yeah, the Jazz are six <laughs> and one. But it doesn't mean anything. Like I, we should show how little of a faith we actually have in them. All right, let's let's wrap up this podcast, fellas, by making one little pact. Unless something like absolutely insane happens, like that, we have to talk about. Let's just not talk about the Jazz till the postseason. Uh, uh, I'm doing. Let's, let's try my long, best. Let's see how long we go without it. Yeah, they, like I love Donovan, win. but like there's just no point. What, it's well, me. didn't they go on like a 15 plus game winning streak last year? I feel like we barely even talked about them on last season's pod too. It doesn't matter. Let me. It's like the Bucks a few years ago. Let me see you win in the postseason. Yeah, win win yeah. a playoff series, please. All right, but All right. anything else anyone wants to talk about before we go? No. <laughs> I, I feel content. Yeah, but the, actually, you know what? The, I I will say this. The NBA, man, it's fun. I like it. Basketball's good. Like, the, the fact that we could go this long about all these teams is amazing. I actually think this rookie class is going to be one of the best in years. All the rookies have been really impressive this year. I like rookies. They're good. They're fun. <laughs> Basketball's fun. Get into it. Everybody, check us out. Where, Steve? Oh, at Hat Hoop Fiends Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So much content being dropped. Football fiends all over the place every week. Two two pods being dropped. This is coming at you as much as we can. We'll figure out a next time to record and let you guys know. And we're looking forward to it for sure. 
Mavericks suck too. Yeah, Mavericks. <laughs> and the, oh, I'll, I'll never. I actually, my faith in Luka Doncic plummeting. Don't like him. They're like five and three. What's this? Shoe? <laughs> I don't know. They stick. It looked bad last night against the Heat, baby. The Heat are good. That's scary. That's, I have to look inward. What's happening in my life when I've just given up and like I like like the Heat? <laughs> and we'll end it there. John depressed because he likes the Heat. See you guys <laughs> later. Another episode of your favorite show. Oh, face.